Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome to our very first episode of the Listing Agent Show. So it's our goal every week to bring you tactics and strategies to build a listing-based business. And so with me, I have my co-host, the founder of the most powerful lead generation tool in our industry, Vulcan7, Mr. Ren Jones. Welcome, my friend. Good to see you, Brandon. Yeah, I'm excited, Ren, to to do this show with you every week. I think we're going to bring a lot of value to the real estate agent community. And really, I mean, most importantly, teaching agents how to be focused on building a listing-based business. And so uh, I'm very excited to kick off our first episode. That's my favorite subject. That's right. So this show, you guys, is sponsored by Vulcan 7. There's going to be a link right in the description, right underneath this video for you to go ahead and get signed up with what I believe the best tool in your real estate toolbox to build a listing agent business. So let's jump right into it. So the thing is, Ren, I look at um, today's topic is going to be focused on how a real estate agent can set more listing appointments. And so the way in which I look at this is that there's two things to consider. One is, you know, uh, what are the tactics? And then two, what is the strategy? And so I really want to jump into like strategy first. And then we'll, at the end of the show, we'll give some tactical advice. Sure. Sound good? I like it. So when we talk about, when I think about, Ren, like strategy, if I'm a real estate agent, really, you and I uh, know there's really three ways to generate listing leads. You can go out there and pull your credit card out and you can go and buy leads, right? You can wait for business to find you. And then you could do what you and I believe in, which is to go out there proactively, communicate with the people that have the highest likelihood to sell their home, use your skills, and be in control of your business. And so from that standpoint, I really believe that from a strategy standpoint, if you're going to pick one of the three, I think you and I both would agree that number three on our list is the way to go. Would you agree with that? It's made more millionaires than any other one. That's right. And, and I, I mean, we know a lot of them too. Yes, we do. And the thing that I think about, Ren, is like, okay, let's just look at the, the first two, which is what most agents uh, adhere to, right? Either most of, the, most of them were waiting for business to find them. They get their license, they get into business. And now that they have a real estate license, they're waiting for somebody to call them on the phone and they end up waiting forever until they're out of the business. And then yeah, I was about strategy. to say that that is always just before they start their next job. That's right. That's right. And, and we mean this with the most respect. Yeah, yeah. Nothing personal, but that is how it goes. That's the truth. And then, and then a lot of other agents say to themselves, okay, Ren, okay, Brandon, I get it. I need leads. Leads are the driver to my business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and buy leads because it's the path of least resistance. Here's the thing about buying leads. One, those leads aren't calling you. 
You got to pull your credit card out, give it to a company, and then you have to pick up the phone. Let's just say if you buy leads from you know, uh, Zillow, let's just say. Well, you still have to pick up the phone, call the lead. That person is not anticipating your phone call, has no relationship with you whatsoever. And oh, by the way, they want about $150 a pop. So agents feel like, Ren, they can avoid rejection by buying leads, but that's simply not the case. What are your thoughts on that, on buying leads? I don't know how you're avoiding rejection. You still have to call them. They're still going to be, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm so happy you called. That's right. That's not how that's going to work. And the problem you have is the leads are not typical. You're going to get, when you buy leads, you're getting 97% buyer leads. Now, occasionally they have to sell something. Sure. But, you know, you're just getting looky-loo buyer leads. I mean, you actually, for free, can do better calling through a neighborhood than you can because you'll end up with more listings. That's right. And, and so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the agent's mindset when they buy leads is they think they get to avoid rejection, but they learn quickly. It's like, oh, wow, I can't avoid it at all. I still have to deal with people that don't know I'm calling. I have to pick up the phone anyways. And so that's why strategy number three, which is picking up the phone. Well, there's various methods, actually, I'm going to talk through. It's not just picking up the phone, but it's proactively reaching out to, to your point, homeowners, right? People that have to sell a house first, which then become the best buyer leads of all time. High, high probability, yes. High probability. Right, right, yeah. And that's what I want to talk about. So, so we talked about like from a strategy standpoint, going out there and proactively reaching out to homeowners. Now, let's talk about some, some lead sources that these folks can focus on where if they focus on these people, these homeowners have the highest likelihood to sell. So here's what I wrote down. Okay. Yeah. So I have just to give some examples is for sale by owners, expired listings, for rent by owners, absentee owners, probates, and downsizers, which is the niche I'm most excited about. There was a study that showed that downsizers will make up the largest portion of sellers in 2022 and beyond all the baby boomers that want to downsize. Those are just to name a few. What did I miss? What do you want to add to that list? Uh, Divorce attorneys. I would be talking to um, small and medium-sized builders. I'd be talking to, uh, you know, you one out of every nine yard sales, they're going to sell the house. Go visit them. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many ways, you know, um, I, I had a, a client one time. I, I said, uh, "You want to pick up some listings? Ask. Do you get delivery dry cleaning? Yes, I do. Ask the guy delivering dry cleaning. He or she know the person that delivers your dry cleaning. They know who's moving. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. After about four weeks, she goes, "All right, I did it. Well, what happened? He told me about three people that are going to move. <laughs> like, it's there amazing. you go. There's so many sources. Yeah, it's amazing. So." I mean, Ren and I just gave you guys a bunch of different sources of business. I want to I want to get into so so from a strategy standpoint, we talked about okay, number 1, just to recap, Ren and I both believe that you'd be better off generating your own business through proactive outbound prospecting. That's number 1. Number 2, we just gave you numerous lead sources to focus on. Now Ren, I want to move into like some tactical advice, okay? So so most people uh, you know, like I'm known and I think you're known from the business that you're in 
is outbound phone prospecting, which is the most effective uh, way to do it. However, I wrote some other things I want to bring to this episode, right? Because it's not just outbound calls. All of these tactics and strategies are free, by the way. So certainly you could pick up the phone and call. Certainly you can text message, email, you can door knock. And now a lot of people and what we're having great success with is sending people direct messages through Facebook and Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and yeah, and or you can initiate a video call or initiate That's right. I mean you can you can go through your database right there and have a lot of live conversations. That's right. And so what happens is you know, for the audience is like, okay, we take, let's just say as an example, right? So we take a, a list of downsizers or for sale by owners and you know, we can initiate communication proactively to a homeowner that we know already wants to sell. I mean, they got their hand in the in the air saying, we want to sell our house. We need your help, right? And so we reach out to the right people for free, right? Through a system like Vulcan 7, as an example, get access to the email address or the cell phone number, the property address. And we can initiate conversation for free to the right homeowner. Would you agree? I agree entirely. I agree yeah. entirely. So I think the people rent are like, okay, cool. What do I say? You know, how do I approach well, that? that uh, that's the trickier part. That's the trickier part. Some of the skill level in some categories is higher than others. And so, you know, maybe you start at the shallow end of the pool, like old expireds, where they're friendly. Yeah. And you call, I mean, I, I, you could spend your whole life there in old expireds and talk to the friendliest people in the world and end up every month with a few extra listings. That's a great point. I mean, in old expires, we didn't even have that on the list that we recommended, but that is such a great opportunity for people because to your point, all of the competition, they're not calling anymore because they're addicted to instant gratification. They want stuff now, 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 where we know the vast majority of expired listings don't relist their home until six months in the future. And by then, most of the agents have stopped calling. So these people have high motivation to relist and resell the home. To your point, you can spend a career going after old expired. And they're friend, they're friendly. And if, yeah. uh, as long as you don't notice them in the database, you say something like, you had a home for sale on Chestnut Street. Gosh, I want to say it was a couple of months ago. Did you ever sell that? Well, you know, that's a friendly introduction. Then they'll go, well, no, we didn't. We're waiting to do this or that. And next thing you know, you know, you're over there listing it. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's good for at least two or three listings a month. Yeah, I would agree. And for most people, I mean, two to three listings a month, Ren, as you well know, I mean, for most agents, if they're selling 20, 30 homes per year, most markets, I mean, that's a nice multiple six-figure income for most agents. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good, oh yeah, you could spend your whole career in old expires. And, yeah. and it's lower, it's almost, you know, you'd have to do open houses to hit the level of rejection. It's the same low level of rejection. Right. But the yield is so much higher because they, right. you know, odds are statistically, you're, you know, one out of 10, you're probably going to list. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And so my advice for people as they're, as they're communicating with these property owners is to focus on selling the value of the appointment. 
rather than trying to list the house over the phone. This is the other thing I think people are really, really getting wrong is they take our advice, Ren, they start communicating with an old expired listing and they come across with commission breath, start going right for the neck, right? Right for the jugular. And it just doesn't work. In your experience, is that what you found as well? I I agree with you entirely. They'll go, well, what would you do to sell it? Just say, pretend they say, can you come over? That's right. Say, hey, great. How does your schedule look for Tuesday at four? Would six be better? You know, you can't do the presentation over the phone. That isn't going to get you anywhere. No, (laughs) we have to focus the entire conversation around selling the value of the appointment. Let me give you an example of my favorite listing appointment setting script. All right. So I think people love hearing the scripts. And so, Ren, this is what I teach all of my coaching clients to do when they're on a phone call. They would, I would say simply, Ren, listen, let's not agree to anything over the phone. Obviously, you're a smart guy. You're not going to do anything unless it makes sense. Am I right? Yes. So why don't you invite me over? We get a chance to meet. When I'm there, I'll take a quick look at the house. And then I'll share a plan that will cause your home to sell, Ren, for an absolute premium. And then you can decide if hiring somebody like me makes sense or not. Either way, no big deal. Does that seem fair? That That's going to get you a wider result. That's perfect. That's perfect. And so when agents hear that, Ren, they're like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense because I'm not being this high pressure person turning off the prospect. I'm speaking from a place I'm, I'm using neurolinguistics. I'm coming from a place of contribution. I'm selling the value of what I'm going to give you at the appointment, making it easier for the prospect to agree to the meeting. That's a lot easier to agree to. That, absolutely. That is perfect. So this is, you know, and, and in our shows, obviously moving forward, we want to take these little micro topics that we're talking about today and just going super deep on it. You know, what are some other things that you think agents can do uh, that might lead them to some additional listing appointments? That's a good question. What, uh, what, what else can they do to lead to, you know, uh, it becomes a numbers game more than anything. How many conversations can you have? Can you have fun with that? Can you do it on the days you don't feel like it? That's right. Do you surround yourself with accountability. Yeah, I mean, the magic answer is, and, and then can you learn the level of skill required if you're calling like a fresh expired or fresh for sale owner, you better be at the highest level of skill. And Brandon, you, you can certainly teach that. They need to be involved in your material, uh, not only for accountability, but they need to, I mean, they need to learn the recipe because it boils down to some recipes. And if you're off by a few ingredients, you're, you're not going to get a good result. So True. It, it really, the, the, the more immediate the lead, a fresh one like that, the higher, you just have to be at the highest level of skill. That's right. That's they have exactly to get that right. down perfectly. They have to get that down perfectly. So they really just need to study your material. They need to listen and work with people that are already using it, listen to how they say it, get the tonality right. Tonality is a big piece. Uh, you know, downswings is a big piece. I mean, you know, it's not, it's the words and it's also the tone and it's in the ability to mirror and match and other skills that are required to do this. And that takes, that takes, it takes a lot of practice. That's right. That's exactly right. And the other thing I want to add to that, Ren, is that real estate agents, we're, 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 as we're making this, this, uh, this episode, it's December 7th on January 1st, 
in a couple of weeks, something magical happens that most real estate agents really, really forget about. And when they partner with a company like yours, Vulcan 7, they can get access on January 1st to hundreds and hundreds of expired listings. And this has been proven year after year after year. This is the other tactic I wanted to, to, to bring to the audience today, Ren, is if an agent will commit on the first day of 2022 and call the new expired listings through Vulcan 7, they will have so much opportunity. I would make the argument, Rem, they can set more listing appointments in that one day than they probably did in all of Q4 in 2021. Well, uh, demand and supply, what you have, you know, if you're normally getting four or five expired today, you're going to get 800 that day. And, and it's an interesting list, Brandon, because two observations, that list is not like your normal list. Uh, number one, a lot of those people may have withdrawn the listing in, uh, before Thanksgiving or maybe the first week of December, and then it officially expires December 31st, shows up on January 1st. So they're not, yeah, and you have to keep that in the back of your mind. It's not like they, they think they just went off the market one day ago. They took it off the market a few weeks ago in many cases, and they're probably not going to put it back on for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, that, which means you can work that list for a month and a half. That list is good for a month and a half. You work it, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. It is the goldmine list. I love it. And I totally agree. And I mean, I think that the agents that take advantage of this one day, it only happens once every year, right? Uh, if they can commit to that, I know they want to watch college football and do all that stuff and New Year's Eve the night before, but if they can prospect for a couple of hours, January 1st, pick up the phone, there'll be a great opportunity. I think they'll be happy they did. I think it's the only day of the year you start at 9 a.m. instead of 8 a.m. That's right. Yes, <laughs> and, I would agree. And you really, and you mirror and match. They go, hello. And you yeah. go, Hello, you, be you better mirror and match. That's right. The other observation of this time of year, you're saying it's December 7th. If a for sale owner comes on the market today or this week, yep. they have to sell now. That's a great <laughs> They're point. They're very, very motivated. When they come on in May, we don't know. Maybe That's they have a really sell, good point. maybe they don't. But if they come on the market today, then late November, December, we, we know a little secret without them even telling us just because of when they came on the market. It's so true. And this is a conversation I'm having with literally all of my coaching clients right now is that the seller and the buyers that do exactly what you're saying in December are the highest motivated buyers and sellers we've ever seen. That's number one. Number two is for most markets, certainly here in Michigan, people wouldn't believe this, Ren. December is the second largest closing month behind June. And so all the real estate agents that are taking their foot off the gas because, ah, oh, nobody sells during the holidays. Well, that simply just isn't true at all. Yeah, right. And, and if, you, if you go into your MLS, run your stats, you'll be shocked. And if you look at the ratio of demand and supply, if somebody wants to get a little more for their house, Put it on the market in December because the supply is so low, it's going to be a big bidding war. You know, it, it, and I'm always impressed. Lot of, you know, not wait till the market's flooded with inventory. Not that it's flooded these days, but 
Yeah. Well, but that's oh. that's exactly right. That's why sellers are getting a premium during the holiday season. Yeah. To Ren's point, you guys, is he's exactly right. Most homeowners are saying to themselves, well, we'll just wait till the spring. So the people that do list now have a lot less competition. The buyers that are shopping for homes during the holiday season have to buy for one reason or the next and are willing to pay a premium for a property. So you and I, Ren, I think make the argument that a seller might make more money during the holidays than they will spring and summer. Often, a lot of people are transferring, you know, they have to start their new job beginning of the year. They got to pick out something nice. And, that, and if your home is nice, you know, you, you fit that category nicely where, you know, you can get a premium for your home because there's not much to choose from. Yeah. So the last tactic I want to, I want to leave the audience is, um, is, is how to go out there and serve their sphere of influence past client database in January as well. This is probably the most neglected area of most real estate agents' business is their database. Well, the one thing that I recommend that real estate agents do, Ren, every single January is reach out to the people in their database and offer an annual real estate review. The same way a CPA is doing your taxes every year, I recommend that in January, you grab your mortgage loan officer partner and you're calling through your, your sphere of influence past client database and offering them to do a CMA on the property, offering them to do a mortgage rate review, or, uh, having conversations about what their plans are this year with home renovations. Does a cash out refinance make any sense? Any home improvements? And oh, by the way, are you thinking about making a move this year? Here's what your home is worth. It's up another 20%. So we lead with giving. This is how we find seller opportunities in the database. Absolutely, absolutely, Brandon. When you think about it, you know, you sold them the house or, uh, or you worked with them in the past two, three, four years ago. You're competing with the, the king or the queen of their neighborhood or their street and a couple other people. And, and this separates you out as the only professional out there because the rest of them are just putting a pumpkin on their porch at Thanksgiving or, or sending forget-me-not seeds or a recipe for apple cobbler. And That's you're right. saying, I'm the professional and we're going to do a review. That's like, this guy, he, she is professional. He's professional. This is amazing. This is, you know, they're, they're, they're all about their business and That's not exactly about right. uh, apple cobblers. That's right. So... Um, this this is great, Ren. I, I'm 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 very excited to continue to launch this show with you in 2022. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, this is the way to get rich, folks. That's right. You, but you 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 have to model after a proven system. Brandon's got that. You've got to you've got to get the recipe down right. If you don't have the recipe down right, it is a painful experience. If you get it down right, you can be very wealthy. It is one of the businesses, one of the few businesses where you can. Make four, five, six, eight hundred thousand dollars a year. We know we know a lot of people making one and a half million, two million, three million a year. And if you're on the listing side, you'll have money and the time to enjoy it. That's right. That's that's exactly right. So hopefully you guys got value from today's episode. Here's what I would ask you guys before we let you go today: is in the comments section beneath this video, I we Ren and I both want to hear from you on topics that you would like to, he and I to, to discuss in further episodes. So you guys can have a big impact on future conversations. 
All you have to do is leave a comment underneath this video and Ren and I will go back and read all of those comments. And then future episodes, we can kind of really unpack those topics in greater detail. So Ren, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you too. so much. Like always, I, we will link to Vulcan 7 right underneath this video so you guys can get signed up for the most powerful listing lead generation tool in the real estate industry. And then until next time, Ren, uh, be well, my friend, and I will see you very soon, I'm sure. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.